This episode of the Grim and Bloody Podcast is brought to you by the Left Coast Entertainment Group. Welcome to the Grim and Bloody Podcast. Uh, myself, Anthony. I'm with Kevin Nicholson. How you doing, Kevin? I'm doing fine. Looking forward to the rested up finally yes. from last weekend's uh, Creep Inland Empire Con. Joe Flynn, how you doing, Joe? Doing great. I want to thank everyone for their birthday wishes, and uh, yeah, can't wait for this. Yeah, tonight we have on Chase Dudley, uh, writer and director of Locked In. That's going to be premiering at the Raptor Con March 11th and the 12th, uh, in which he will be in attendance. Uh, welcome, Chase. Glad to have you hey. on. Hey, thank you so much. Um, that's, I directed Locked In. I, the story is done by me, but the script was written um, originally by Paul McFall and okay. uh, Charlie Brady. Um, took over and he wrote the uh final draft oh nice credit for writing but charlie yeah. brady did such an amazing job and i well, gotta we, get credit where it's due Absolutely. we had charlie brady on just uh last week as a matter of fact and he has nothing but kind things to say about you awesome yeah uh, same same with him um yeah. we I mean, we've been collaborating for the last four years, and um, we really seem to. Uh, in, in my Heath Ledger Joker's voice, he <laughs> completes me. <laughs> oh damn, that's kind of creepy. <laughs> Charlie Brady is very. Uh, that man is very something. He is very talented. That's good. That is that is amazing. That is amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> oh my god, I used to do it all the time. Um, I, I love Heath Ledger's Joker. Oh, but it, it was a top three. I, it, it was. It, uh, I still go yeah. with with Jack. I still go with Jack as. I think it's like apple to oranges to compare them. Yeah, but it is. for me, to, to me, the reason why Heath Ledger's Joker for me was my favorite is because if you ever met a guy like that, I'm sorry, Jack Nicholson Joker. I kick his butt i'm pretty sure <laughs> but Heath ledger's joker you just never know where you stand with him on any particular day on his motivation of what right. he's trying to achieve that moment um and that's what makes him more terrifying is he's bringing um, a gun to a knife fight yes and and all he wanted was just to prove to civilization that people cannot be controlled he believed in anarchy and that that is more terrifying to me because um the one thing that Batman could not figure out how to stop him and the only thing the Joker wanted him to do was kill him and Batman couldn't do that which made the stakes high and um, 
You know, he just said it to the end. He's like, you're incorruptible. You can't kill me because you're moral and I can't kill you because you're just too much fun. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it, I mean, I'm sorry. It doesn't oh. get any better than that. No, it was one of those near perfect comic book uh, movies. It really, was. It, it, it's going to be extremely tough for anyone to top that. Yes. I agree. Well, I thought when that was coming up that it was going to be extremely tough to top uh, Tim Burton and Michael Keaton and Nicholson and yeah, we thought that. Uh, I know so I did. Like and no because that was just a, such an extraordinary film. Yeah, uh, I, I know but, I'm the minority in this one, but I just was not a big fan of uh, <clears throat> version of the Batman. I tell you one. I tell you the one that I I did like, and and I don't think any other. I think Tim Burton, when it comes to Catcher and Gotham, I I think he is. But by far have the best looking, most gothic looking. Mm-hmm. Um, his set design was, I think, the best yeah. to screen. Um, Matt Reeves is a close second. Um, Christopher <laughs> Nolan's Gotham was very boring and bland to me. Wasn't that Pittsburgh though? It, yeah, it just was Pittsburgh and Chicago. <laughs> it was just it, it Gotham looked nothing interesting in that. But I do feel like um, Nolan had the best adaptation of the joker i just yes. i don't know like right. I, it just it was it was creepy but um i did but. love batman returns <laughs> i loved batman returns um, See, you lose me there because i man that, that just uh it didn't it didn't do anything uh, for me wow. when i watched it and rewatched it thinking i, I yeah there's part of me it, saying I, I have to like this because as everyone i like in it Yes, um, and I and I just I guess for me like I I, I love the performances. I thought Christian Bell was good. I did not like his Batman voice, <laughs> but um, I, I oh, did I thought like we were talking about Batman um, Returns. New yeah, Batman, Batman Returns. Michael, I just to me, I just didn't think Michael Keaton nailed the Bruce Wayne look. Mm. Um, I think yeah. Christian Bell was a solid um, yeah. Bruce Wayne and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know batman he was very physical he's very you know um fit for that role he had that pretty boy um philanthropist look um it just michael keaton didn't have that to me what about ben affleck ben affleck he had the best batman voice it was just it was sexy it was just where is she (laughs) you know like and that and that like i i and that it's very unfortunate that ben affleck never really got a fair shake because and, uh, but I, I really think if he would have got his own movie that he would have that he was supposed to direct, which they said was one of the best scripts, I think so, that movie would have been phenomenal. So let's like, talk. You know lock, let's talk locked in, guy. Uh, guys, Quick, yeah, we can talk <laughs> Batman for the next thirty minutes. Yeah, uh, I can. Yeah. I could talk all about you know, all about it because oh man, I, you know, I'm a we, superhero we got guy. Off on a really great heated uh, discussion. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's talk locked in. <laughs> now. You've got uh, your your film here, from what I understand, um, has clearly has its it has heroines, not here, mm-hmm. you know, heroes, not you know, yes. not male. You wanted to uh, it, it's it's a film, um, as I've read, that absolutely empowers women. Uh, yes, you know, to stand up and fight. What? But then you put Robert Mukes in it, so I'm like, yeah. who in the F is going to want to stand up and fight him. 
That's it. Um, because that is a, I tell, that's I'll a, tell you what, Ember, Ember Don Fox and Nalia Shukarova, um, they were so good, uh, working together because they were completely different and opposite of each other. Nalia Shukarova, she played, um, she played a stripper and she got abducted. And Amber Dawn Fox was a very religious uh, Christian lady. And, it, you know, first they they completely um, didn't get along at first because they were completely different. But then they, they came together and they get to know each other and they start putting their differences aside and plan, you know, how can they escape for, you know, for the greater good? Because uh, I really wanted to touch on human trafficking because it is um, the biggest right. crime of the 21st century that just no one seems to um, want to have that open discussion that this is something that is a very organized crime that is happening every sure. day of every night of every second of every day. Sure. And um, I really wanted to give a very realistic take because what he's doing is, is he's taking these women and he's um, he's making content and selling it to um, the highest bidder to the dark web. And um, it is just something I really wanted to touch on and address on because um, it, it just it really astounds me that a lot of people don't think that this can happen to them. And it's just people. I mean, are being abducted every day right under people's noses. And a lot of this stuff is happening during the day. Right. And um, it's, it's just really crazy. So I really, it was very hard on how we were going to even address this. And I, so I was just like, you really have to go in and really show uh, what's going on. So this movie is by far my most um, brutal and, and um, hardcore movie. And um it also you know, seems would, like it sounds. It sounds just from your description and from the tone of your voice, like it's the most personal. Uh, it movie, is a subject um, matter that's very close to you. It is because um, I've I've talked I've I've talked to women who have survived um, these ordeals, and they they talk about the trauma they they've been through, and um, these are conversations and stuff i've been following for years before i decided to do it and this hearing what somebody has gone through like that and this i mean it's kind of like a war vet um once you've been through something like that you're just never the same after and um i just you know i have um a 12 year old daughter and you know i'm married and it's just i would hate for someone i know um, or don't even know that the fact that there are women and kids um, who are experiencing this um, insane, you know, uh, crime is, it's just really crazy. And it's just unimaginable of being someone else's victim unwillingly whenever they want to play. Um, and it's just, I tried to spread, you know, the awareness of it because it's just, it's something that people are oblivious that it's happening every day. Right, it is. Uh, it's an epidemic that is. Uh, it is just happening so often that um, you, you're surprised that everyone's just tuning it out because you wonder. Especially deep. in my state, because in Kentucky, it's one of the top three in in the U.S. Um, and and it was like a it was like a bust like a couple of years ago where it was like uh, over a hundred and something uh, people were rescued. I think it was even higher than that. 
Um, so when, you know, we shot the film, the news came out and stuff like that. And they did a story on us. And, you know, we were talking about why is this uh, project very important to us. And me and my wife, we, we got interviewed. We were nervous as crap, uh, you know, but it, it was, it was, it was something that was really neat though. And just the, how the project came together and Charlie, he did such, I mean, he made such a fantastic script and I've never been on set where everybody have felt so in sync um to be a part of the project and there was some scenes that was so hard to shoot um that even one of my uh, my script supervisor uh Anna Wooten she had to like leave the set and she just burst into tears because it was just so much for her and it was like oh, yeah yeah it, it was like wow um you know we had to take five I thought she walked off you know like um and, you know, then she opened up about something that, you know, happened to her. And, and you know, of course, I'm not going to go in detail with that, but um, it just it goes to show you that this affects so many people. And I'm not trying to exploit anybody's trauma or pain, but um, I think maybe when somebody sees something like this and they can just imagine that this is something that really happens and people, when they care about something, that's when people want to save the world. True. And I did have a question about the film location. Where was that? That was shot in Shepherdsville, Kentucky. My um, a friend of mine named Shanna Curtis. I was looking for like an old, um, you know, like garage, warehouse, or something. Barn. That, yeah, <laughs> barn. And she was like, "My dad has a barn," and barn was not my first option. But when I looked at the barn, I knew it was. I knew it was home. <laughs> Um, and especially that he had like uh, horse saddles um, and, you know, like it, I was like, that's where he can be housed the women that, um, that that would give it more of the feel. And it just it really set the tone. Um, and then, you know, her dad, uh, he's such a handyman, like he was really good at building stuff. He built like a lot of he built a lot of the set to make it look the way it needed to and i mean that's production design <laughs> money can't buy I mean, he built all of that for me uh just because he thought it was fun um and he um i mean he made like the kill table he um really went up and climbed up and sawed in the chains and and he really made a lot of this i mean the stuff really feel and look uh very realistic and it really helped the actors get into character which i cannot brag enough about uh nalia sugarova and amber don fox and robert mukes robert mukes um he is a scary guy um he's a very mellow um chilled person and um and he'll say something so low but so stern um and he he really fed into um really being creepy to where you know of course it, it enhanced their acting and it, it just it was just great stuff to get on the screen i was just so lucky um to just have everything really fit in i didn't realize how tall he was until i met him he made me look short six foot ten three hundred yes and i didn't even know he was a former basketball uh, pro basketball player oh I, I saw that on his website that he, <laughs> under his likes that he says um, weightlifting, cycling, fighting. I'm like, not surprising. <laughs> and yep. then uh, basketball. Um, yeah, that, that's uh, that's very interesting. 
The one I, thing I'm I'm surprised that he did not do at this point was a former pro wrestler because he can totally be Kevin Nash's brother. Yes. Now I have to ask uh, you when you saw that barn set. Um, for, first of all, are you the guy who are you the director who storyboards either physically or in their head? Um, in, in my head, a lot of times I do, um, I only storyboard physically on one project and that was, um, my film payday, which was a heist film. And it all took place based on one night and one, uh, particular area, which is, I mean, kind of similar to locked in a lot of ways, but, um, with this project, I didn't need the storyboard because Charlie and I spoke so well, and we just was so in sync. Um, with everything we had every we ever we had all of our shot lists um wrote down and planned right. we didn't need a storyboard right. we just we communicated so well but uh, I'm, I'm thinking that you went into this barn and you just knew I, this, I really, this was the set I, I felt it you know i really did um yeah. and, that, and that was the thing like you know it was just like i i felt like i was summoned by um someone else like i I, I feel like I've never directed in, in the way that I did with that. I was, I mean, but it was such a wonderful feeling and, and such a high that I had been on that, that shot. Not saying that, like, not a high, like, as in, like, an adrenaline, not that I did any drugs. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got to be careful with um, But, um, but the, yeah, it, it really felt so special. And then meeting the legendary Lynn Lowry, um, that yes, you've got her yeah. for a small part in this. Yes, gorgeous yes, lady, just, gorgeous yes, lady. She she is such a a, a well like soft spoken lady, but she is such a goddess, um, and she's the the kindest person in the world. Um, because the day that I had her, some of the scenes uh, that we were trying to shoot that she was involved in wasn't going part of the plan, and we were losing time. And I'm sitting here sweating bullets because I'm nervous. I'm like, oh my god, she's gonna be like, ah, get me off this damn set. Uh, but no, she was so calm. She was just, you know, um, just waiting. And she was like, hey, what do you want me? Um, and then like, you know, we did some scenes, and it, there was, of course, it's Lynn Lowry. It's incredible. And then, like, when we're done, she's like, how is my acting? I'm like, what do you mean, how's your acting? You're Lynn Lowry. <laughs> you know, like. Wait, no, wait a minute. A part of you was, was like, was was like, she's asking me. She's asking me. She's asking, she's asking me. me how her acting is. I mean, you was on set with George Romero. <laughs> Romero. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I, I mean, the cat people, the crazies. I mean, you're asking me, like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but not, I mean, but she is so respectful like that. But that goes to show you how humble of a person is. She respected right. me in the same manner sure. that she did with sure. a, a, a legend. I'm not a legend. I mean, but she treated me like one. Um, and I would never forget that. And that's why I cast her again for a much bigger part, because I love working with her. And it was just, you know, just with her level of experience. I mean, she is so good. Um, I was just like. I mean, her acting performance was so good in the movie. Like when we were done, I, I forgot to say cut because I was just, my mouth was open. Like, <sighs> yeah, and I could, see, oh your, I could see your DP is like, say cut, say cut, say yeah, cut. Yeah, he's like looking say at cut. me say, like, dude, Jace, cut. We're, we're shooting. I need you to cut now. And we're going. We're, we're wasting moving. this film. And that's, that's another thing is Charlie is, um, 
he is such a really really kind um individual that you just don't really meet too often um he is very humble he gives great advice uh advice and he does not he does not panic like you know, like scenes where I'm kind of like, hey, he, he already has a plan B and a, and a plan C. Like, not only is he a DP, but he's an amazing um, psychologist. And, you know, he keeps you sane. Um, I think anybody who work with him, I, I really think they're going to do nothing but benefit because he really, he hears you. And it's like he, he you know, he will have an idea of his own, but he will hear what you want to do. And he balance both to get you what you want. And that's what you want in a DP. But I always tell him, hey, if you got a suggestion or concern, let me know. Because, I mean, he's the director of photography. He That's his job is to figure out how to take the script and blend it and, and give what I'm trying to give into him. And he has to balance all of that. Um, and essentially, right. you know, the DP is like one of my most important um relationships on set um of course the actors and then i mean every everything because i mean right. I, a director is like man it's like delegating so many different things and it's um and it, that i also love the fact that you know my wife actually sometimes she knows when i'm kind of getting overwhelmed or anything like that and she's really good at making sure that i i get uh, a moment to think to myself before I come and speak to everybody because a lot of times, so you know, I I will have a whole um, like things written down of what I plan to do, and then on set, I I see a lot of things and I completely go a different um, a different way. Um, now, now, come on, to be honest though, did, is she also the only one when you're kind of you know thumping your chest and so forth about getting something done particularly well? Is she the you know the only one who says snap out of it nobody you know nobody likes a bracket they you know, like tap you on the back of the head kind of uh you know kind of thing no she's she's <laughs> um she's the person <laughs> my wife is the person uh for instance the day where we were kind of scrambling on how we were going to end the day right. um and we were like okay so we had to bring this outside scene indoors and we had to completely reshift and she found a way for us to get half the scene outside I was doing everything indoor and she, she kind of had us shoot it backwards and she basically come up with a much better idea than um, Charlie and myself. And at first I was I was being stubborn. I was like, no, we're gonna do it this way. And then she finally asked Charlie a question and then um, then that's how an issue is right. <laughs> uh, she, she went into producer mode on me. My time was up. Um, she had right. to m move the scene forward. Right. Um, and you know it she's she's not shy um but that but that's good though i need somebody when i'm you know um stumbling i need somebody to um get my head out of my ass so to speak so i i'm i don't i don't you know i'm not i'm not egotistical the slightest bit i mean whatever ideal i mean works um because filmmaking is a team sport it's it's not a it's not an iron team you know so um there's a lot of things where we just we all really work really well together i think and that, that was what the first movie where i felt like the, everybody gelled so well together right now uh let's talk about um switch from locked in um a bit to talk about this upcoming um 
film that you are uh, that you are currently uh, working on, and I believe you have an Indiegogo campaign that is uh, going on for it. Uh, give us some information about uh, um, about that. Yeah, so my new movie that I am working on um, is called A Good Girl's Guide to Murder, and we will be launching an Indiegogo campaign February 24th. And this film, it it's not it's it's similar in theme. It's it's this is another project that is a very um, close to home, um, you know, horror psychological thriller. But this is more like a real horror, kind of like in a sense, locked in. Is um, this deals with um, sexual abuse in the household and Lily McNeil? Wow, that's, a, is that's a heavy being, subject. Yeah. It is. Lily McNeil is being sexually abused um, by her father. And um, he is very controlling and she's trying to escape out of that environment with her toxic parents, her mother and um, her father. And um, and hence the name A Good Girl's Guide to Murder. She plans um, a very sophisticated plan to get rid, I mean, to get out of the situation that she's in. And when we did the, when we first developed the story, I it was it's based off of someone I I knew growing up that was being sexually abused by her father, and the, the, this the subject matter never really went out of my head, um, and especially after the girl committed suicide. Um, but yes, um, but when I researched this subject, because it just this is a subject that. I felt like was just calling my name for years and years to come. And I kept saying I was going to do it. I kept putting it off. Um, and then I just researched the subject and realized how common um, it is for women that are being sexually abused by someone that they know very well. Um, and it's just, it's very sickening. And um, the, the, the whole idea with this movie is really to show what um what a psychological effect can do to somebody um and it's not necessarily encouraging someone to go out and kill somebody but you kind of have to understand like when you when you are living in a certain environment a certain situation um survival does come in um so it, it kind of takes inspiration a bit from like you know, something like I spit on your grave, but not vulgar or you're not going to see the rape or anything like because the lockdown was the exact opposite. But with this, this is more like a, a really dark psychological horror PG-13 type tone. Um, but, but it's going to it's going to be brutal, effective, but not like gory. This is going to be more like um, mature thing. Yes. Like something like Hitchcock where a lot of the stuff is more implied like I, I think leaving a lot of things to the imagination to me is a lot scarier than seeing it um, I don't know you and, know part of me like agrees with you on that but part of me is screaming right now you know that you know to make this unrated give give the audience the full perception of what goes on uh, this horrific you know thing I want you know, I'd, I'd like to see something that is a gut punch to the audience. 
So I think with we what really we, I think with what Charlie wrote, I still think is going to be a gut punch because there's a lot in there that is still going to really go. Because everyone who read the script, Sherry Davis read the script and she was like, "Oh my god, this is a really good script." And um, she was more originally coming on to assist with the project to help me, you know, try to find funding. And um, she was just like, I am so in love with the script. And uh, she, you know, Sherry Davis. Yeah, <laughs> so, I do. Like, I didn't even think that I didn't even think she would be interested in wanting to be in it. But she just fell in love with the script. And then I get Bill Burst and uh, Junior. And then I got, you know, Lynn Lowry and um, and Ariana Harris. She gave such an amazing audition. Um, so, I mean, the experience level with this film, I mean, it's such a veteran uh, cast that they're going to give this, I mean, the performance levels that, the, you know, since they're so experienced with acting, just those little details uh, that are in the script that Charlie wrote. He wrote such an amazing script. And it's, it's like, I mean, Locked In is a great movie. I'm not yeah, saying yeah. a good girl's got to murder is like next level um, compared wow. to that script. It's like... Wow. It's like Charlie 10 years ahead of Charlie now. Um, like, I mean, the script was, is that like, I mean, I mean, amazing. And it's this, the psychological aspect of it. Um, you ever seen like, um, you ever seen like some really mind blowing psychological movies? Like yeah. um, mm -hmm. that, that is this movie. And it's, it's really going to play so well. Uh, with everybody because it's just i mean it really shows the behind the scenes of a really um am, am i a lot of cuss go ahead sure <laughs> yeah uh, yeah okay oh, oh, I, by I, all means. Some, yeah. some words this require it i'm i i try not to but this i mean it's a very fucked up family um in a lot of ways and they try to put on this facade that you know they're normal and it's nothing normal about uh, this family. I gotta, I gotta teach you to fucking curse, man. You <laughs> don't, don't worry, uh, you, uh, Chad, you know it happens. We yeah, curse I, everyone's in a I while. just try to be respectful, and I, I tried to I appreciate come it. on assuming. <laughs> and but I have to I, mark I these shows after the for kids. Might as well I, use some. <laughs> yeah, the fuck word was like in my mind, and I couldn't think of any <laughs> other word. Um, oh, it happened. Jeez, fuck. So, so where can uh, now? I understand that there's a whole lot of niceties, a whole lot of uh, of perks that you're offering for people on the Indiegogo cam uh, campaign for this uh, for this. Yes, you me will and my be offering. campaign manager. Talk about that. Here. Right now, I we don't have anything set. I mean, in, in stone, because we're still building um, the Indiegogo as we speak. But I do oh. know that it's going to be some, um, you know, featured extras opportunities. There's going to uh, we're going to do um, selling the actual uh, murder weapon um, as a perk. But I know a lot of them were still kind of um, developed because we're launching two weeks from now. So we're really working, you know, tirelessly of getting a lot of that put into play um but i i do know that my my manager that is building the um indiegogo campaign um he has a lot of experience so i, I know he's gonna we're gonna come up with some amazing uh perks we're just not quite finished yet because we're getting a lot of like we're doing like 10 things at once right now um <laughs> and and i i'm sorry i don't have more information for you on that um 
we really mm-hmm. kind of been casting and the, the casting has really took a little longer than expected um but you know like i am so glad that um it we you know we waited because everything happens for a reason and and booking um you know sherry davis and uh bill O'Burst jr i mean it's just i mean right out the park i mean she is sarah pentnell and she was like i've been looking for a role like this and um you know sherry davis she's a great actress she just did that bermuda uh triangle movie yeah i mean she was fantastic in that movie um and you know it's funny because on screen i thought she was like five seven but i i just learned that she's exactly five foot um so watch out I want to put this out because this is uh, Samantha had messaged me back at the end of January regarding this. And I want to bring up this point. Maybe you can elaborate on this just a little bit, Chase. You indicate that the campaign is going to go out February 24th. And she found out that if you can, if they, if she could get 200 people to back to donate on the campaign mm-hmm. on the first day it yep. drops it will go viral yes because yeah basically the 200 donations will lead to 20 percent on your first day and the right. bigger your first day is the um the more that indiegogo would actually start to uh promote right. and put you on a lot of their their main page and that would really bring in a lot of traffic to um you know, to a lot of people who was not even on your social media and stuff like right. that. And I, I really think with the perks and the, the way we've been coordinating it and we've really reached out to a lot of people. And, and it's, it's, this is such a weird experience for, for us because I, it, times are very hard. Um, and I, and I understand that. So, I mean, it's, it's not an easy task asking people, um, to donate uh, money to you um, and especially when a lot of people are struggling right now yeah. but it's such an important subject matter right. and that's why we are really um, going to have some amazing perks to, sh- to really give people involved in the movie but uh, one thing I've, I've learned though um, is originally this movie I mean last year when I was struggling to get this movie made um, a lot of people are like doing Indiegogo and I'm like, absolutely not. I'm not doing it. Uh, but, you know, one thing I've learned though, is, uh, it's really good to engage with your audience of um, people who want to be involved in it. And, and you can find really clever ways to, to have people really, I mean, they, they, you know, they're part of it. And I, I feel like it, it grows the bond between the people who are supporting the movie that really wants to see you do well with it i think it it it, it comes a bond it, it becomes like a really amazing journey where people are like hey i, I helped make it made and it does all kinds of wonderful things um this is I think, part of the show where uh, ella megan checks in and says you know i was such a producer on that movie yeah, I I I and from what I gather, uh, yeah. he's not looking for fame and fortune. He, he he's involved in a lot of filming, but sounds like small parts, you know, producers. For the love of it. Yeah. He, he just passion. enjoys doing it. Yes, we um, do we do have producer uh perks as well as um 
even some you know like people acting in some with some of the scenes with Bill Alberts Jr. and Sherry Davis of really trying to get like people engaged in I mean in, in a lot of those things because a lot of people who I mean just would be like hey that was, that was cool I was in the scene with Bill Alberts I'm gonna ask you is you're gonna have a perk where if somebody contributes five hundred dollars they too can engage in a one-on-one basketball tournament with Robert Mukes and, uh, and <laughs> good luck Al. And you know what? <laughs> he still has that LeBron James fadeaway shot. He just, I mean, he posted that like a couple months ago. He was playing basketball and he still has an amazing fadeaway. Because he's six people, foot ten. I want him to bring down the basketball stanchion. That's what I want. <laughs> well, the, the funny thing is, most people his size can't shoot the, uh, the way that he's actually able to shoot. Uh, I mean, he got a pretty uh, jump shot. You know, like I'm, I'm jealous. Not everybody's pretty, KD. Not everybody's I, Kevin Durant. <laughs> I know he got the pretty long silver hair, and and you know he he can still he still can shoot basketball. Um, I mean, he looks menacing in those photos. Well, I mean, he, yeah. he was. And, and, uh, those are the things that he was doing. And I'm like, hey, Robert, don't move. And I'm like, let's get this again, Robert. Give me that look again. <laughs> and he's like. I don't even know what I did. <laughs> I, I do got. I do got to tell you a funny story. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, him. Uh, he's never done a movie where I gave him as much dialogue uh, that he has had, and um, <laughs> they got pissed him off. <laughs> uh, but I, to me, I thought the actors would love that. You know. Uh, so it was a time. It was a couple times when he was going over the scenes and he could not remember because it was a lot of lines and he kept cussing me out <laughs> because he kept saying, Damn it, <laughs> and my, my wife and every all the actors are looking at me and they're like, oh, what is he doing? Like, I don't know, but he just keeps <laughs> Yeah, no, it's that like was... he likes it to be like, don't give me any lines, man. Yeah. I, I just want to be the guy who doesn't say anything and I kill people. Thank but you. But he did such a good job, though. I mean, he yeah. had a lot of dialogue and he, he killed it. I mean, he, I mean, no pun intended. He really did such an amazing job. His uh, thinking was like, you know, fuck you for stretching my my acting absolutely. skills. Absolutely. But I, I was going to push him. I really wanted to give him... Because he has such a like really like mellow low-key but really creepy voice you know like uh, he actually sounds to me uh, a lot like Josh Brolin uh, oh, nice yes he yeah. has like a, a nice Josh Brolin uh, Thanos voice like if you watch Avengers of New York he can be like man it's not um, right right but then, but then he had like in that movie, he really um, he had the Mickey Rourke um, uh, persona from Iron Man Two, right? Um, yeah, I mean he, I mean he really came on board with the project. He, I mean he, I mean he had like everybody like really geeking out, um, and it was the, the nightclub scene. Everybody was just so in love with him. He was just a really um, fun guy, and. Uh, he he'll tell you some really amazing stories, and he's a good storyteller because you know he he talks very calmly. You know, um, you can listen to him talk all day. So you know, when we have Robert Mukes uh, on at some point in the future, we're gonna ask him about: Do you have this real beef with Chase Dudley? What what is this beef? 
and, 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 and we're gonna start something you know i think uh you know with, yeah. with it no we're not uh, shitsters don't out. blame no, me no, man no, don't I, blame I do us think he, he does do something that's funny like where he'll laugh and he, he like he'll start talking but then he'll laugh but laugh and talk at the same time which i don't know too many people can achieve that talent um that's not an easy thing to do but you know but like he'll look in the scene he's like oh man chase boy that scene boy too <laughs> boy is fucking awesome bro i tell you bro that's freaking phenomenal man <laughs> there it is <laughs> but then he but, can yeah. sit there and look at you and laugh and then just stop and give you the most serious yeah. look but he's looking at you and laughing, and you're still stepping back like two or three, yeah, or five exactly. steps. Yeah, of, I am because I cannot tell. <laughs> I cannot tell if that's a bluff, okay. or I'm about to get punched in the face, um, or maybe you know, like, if you just if you peed a little bit. Yeah, you know, just now. Yeah, uh, you know, just now. Because, uh, yeah. but he he sounds like just a big bear of a guy. Yeah, I mean, for yeah, he is. Um, no, he's like, because every time, you know, something happened and I was apologizing, he's like, no, man, we're cool, bro. We're cool. <laughs> you know that's, a I mean? Shaquille, that's a Shaquille O'Neal voice. Yeah. It, it is. Cool. like cool. Shaq's cool. Yeah, no, I know. Like, um, it's just, I mean, he's, even when he's excited, he's calm. Um, I can only imagine, like, when he played basketball, if he won a championship. How do you feel, Robert? I feel good. <laughs> that's Shaq. That is so Shaq right there. Yeah, it's. Uh, so what do you what do you got next? I mean, other than the uh, Good Girl's Guide to Murder, anything else in the? Uh... I have I have Charlie and I are sitting on maybe like three or four scripts. And that's just that I have. He has um, several scripts. We got we we every time we talk, I think we come up with a movie idea, and it's to the point like now I'm just writing things in notebooks. Um, yeah, we have quite a few projects in the works that will keep us busy for the next couple of years to come. That's and awesome. Char- part of Charlie said you were like that. You were always going around on the on the set, just you know, like you were thinking, 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 and yeah. uh, uh, so forth. He, you know, he loved it. He loved working. Yeah, he he does because I. And the funny thing is, I I I used to think that annoyed him because I thought it like because sometimes I'll be coming up with so many ideas, and my wife's like, "Honey, chill." <laughs> we gotta shoot this movie first and i'm like i but i mean that's how my mind works i will just come up with the most random um ideal and and i you know i so you're in the middle of shooting and you think i got a perfect movie idea for robert downey jr i better call him it's funny because that uh, you can ask gregory blair i i did do that uh when we were on the side of beast of the field uh we were on this location and it it looked like um a plantation and i came up with i was like i want to do a movie where there's a slave ghost and um and she's haunting the plantation ah see. nice see because i was like i was like you know like the only real um slave uh type post type ghost i mean really was candy man but i wouldn't even i mean it wouldn't even be anything like that but it would be you know like um i mean it would be kind of very um man i i even had the script gregory wrote a script for me i just got to get it done because we don't have nothing like that like i would have to shoot that movie in georgia because i think georgia and mississippi and south carolina are the only three states left that actually still have some um 
and I don't even know if I could physically put myself on the set of a real slave porter. Um, wow. You know, that I would be very emotional um, to know, you know, of course, that's where, you know, my ancestors were uh, housed. But um, if I could be there, I would be the guy giving you a hug. Uh, you yeah, know, that, it, it, it would happened. be it would be very hard. But I think wow. I think I would I think I would do it just for I mean, the sense because I think it would make it a very intriguing um, story because uh-huh. I, I just I feel like that would it's a lot to explore there and you can do so many really um really creepy amazing things um i mean it's uh, the wardrobe and you know um that that would be pretty interesting in itself you can like even do like some you know black and white flashbacks it's so so many things you can do with that movie that can make it really creepy but also emotional and effective as well and that was a project that um I, I do plan to shoot. Um, I just, again, sometimes, you know, I, you get so many ideals and, and you're just like, which project is it? Each project that I get closer and closer to shooting after it gets harder and harder to choose on which one is the right one. Um, and I thought it would get easier, but it's, I feel like it's the opposite. Cause like you gotta, when you shoot a movie, you know, your next movie, of course, you got to raise the bar. Absolutely. That's how Scorsese has gotten to his level, you know, sure. uh, his level. Yeah, yeah. Scorsese, Spielberg. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know who's yeah. a very underrated film um, director that no one mentions? Um, uh, uh, two, uh, I'm going to throw out two of them that never is in the conversation with greats. James Cameron. Oh, oh, oh. Be good, Kevin. Oh, I think you just uh, hurt Kevin's soul there a little bit. Oh, it's yeah. all good, oh. Kevin. You'll survive. Well, breathe, Kevin. Yeah. James Cameron is one of them. And I would say the second filmmaker that I think is very talented that directed just as many good movies, uh, David Fincher. I'll agree with David Fincher. I absolutely will agree with that. I mean, there the reason why I would say James Cameron is James Cameron. I mean, I'm not even talking about Avatar, but I mean, because right. all of his films, he have advanced technology mm, for the right. greater good of filmmaking. I mean, look right. at Terminator 2. Uh, right. I felt arguably he made the two best sequels in but, Hollywood history. Yeah. Uh, he made Aliens and he made Terminator 2, which to me are the two best sequels ever. Yeah, well, we we can all agree on that. Yeah, and he made he made to me the best action comedy in the world, True Lies. Yeah. You know what? You got me there again too. I love True I, Lies. I'm a True huge Lies True Lies is fan. Amazing. Yeah. Um, I mean, he has three of the top right. five um, box office of you know best films of all times. No other filmmaker has grossed over two billion. He has three of them. And all of, I mean, three of his movies right. have stayed in uh, the top box office for over six weeks, which no other filmmaker yeah. has achieved. Well, let's uh, let's wrap. And uh, <laughs> no, no, I because I, I got a whole bunch I could I could say to that, but it would go on for another hour. Uh, <laughs> Kevin's also got another podcast to do. But oh uh, no, I completely understand. I, I'm uh, very. 
I'm very I passionate. I hope I'm not being booted off the island. <laughs> no, no. no. Let, let me just say, I'll, I'll just say it and we can we can wrap the show. I'll just say, um, I I believe the- I love it, Chase. I the, love kind it. Kind of the opposite that he is, that he is quite probably the most overrated filmmaker um, that I've uh, I've ever seen. And- I but I, I strongly disagree because I don't ever hear nobody mention his name. Like that's, you that's, always hear people say no, Spielberg, Tarantino, and well, um, it's accurate Scorsese. because he doesn't. It's accurate because he doesn't direct people. He doesn't. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't direct. You know, uh, beyond everything that he uh, that he does, I give him credit for having highly successful uh, films such as Aliens. And such as Terminator 2, and those are a lot of fun with the action, you know, action scenes. But I dare people to try to, you know, name a film where he's directed, uh, you know, uh, where he's directed a cast of actors to, you know, emote with fully fleshed out characters and things like that. Uh, when I look at the great filmmakers like Ingmar Bergman, I look at Woody Allen, I look at uh, Scorsese. Woody Allen, stuff. yeah, Woody Allen's really good. I, but I, I would say Cameron's not most... even in the room in in that uh, in that. I will give Cameron That's... this. Yeah. Um, yeah, we should. Re I wanted to mention because yeah. I think we were talking about the other day with yeah. Abyss. I really I mean, liked what he did with uh, Ed Harris. Yeah, I did too. But see, for me, Cameron is amazing on a technical level yeah he's a technical that's director. the, that's the equivalent a of a technical engineer uh you know you uh that's the equivalent of the film version of bill gates uh, hello i'm not bill know. gates i'm sorry <laughs> but it, it, it's that kind of thing i i just i don't think he um is on their level as a director you know is working with actors working with story you know, creating story and characters. I, and I see. I one. see what you're trying to say, but yeah. I think all of the directors have a different type of talent. Like Spielberg yeah. is definitely Spielberg is definitely your actor's director. Tarantino is your writer's director. <laughs> yeah. I will. Oh, I, I will I, let I, it go because you and I could be passionate about uh, about it. No, I, I do. I want to get Chase. I love, on. I Chase, you're James Cameron. About I want to ask you saying. this. I, I, I might not agree, but I definitely yeah. respect what you're saying. And Thank you. Thank you. Chase, and million I dollar question. You. Go ahead. Avatar 1 or 2? Avatar 2. Really? Yes, because Avatar 2 had a much better story. Um, the, I mean, it, it was a big tell of family because the first one, I liked the first one, don't mm -hmm. get me wrong, but the second one to me was more emotionally driven. Um mm -hmm. And, and I just felt like the second one had a much better coherent story. I didn't okay. understand what the fuss was about the first one. The first one was just okay to me. But the second one, my wife really wanted Weaver. to see. I'm just a Sigourney Weaver fanboy. Oh, okay. no. I, I mean, <laughs> when it comes to that, I 100% agree with you. I mean, she is, I mean, badass. I also like the nerd. What was his name? Uh, the tall guy, kind of the crazy no. hair. I think he was great in the movie. Yeah, that would be me. Not. No. <laughs> I'm too minute, sure. aren't, aren't you the one, Anthony, that has not seen Copycat? Or uh I have not seen Copycat, right? Yeah, you and you are a Sigourney Weaver it. fan? What? You know what? That that yeah hey, that slipped right through my fingers. Right there. Yeah. You gotta see it, Anthony. I also haven't seen that big comedy that she was in. Um Anything but love. <laughs> was that it? 
Yeah, that was the show. No, it was a uh, movie. It was a movie. Uh, you know, it's funny well, because oh, fish, fish call. No, well, hold on. Let's. We gotta. We gotta wrap yeah. this up. So okay. Chase, Before we do, uh, Chase, where can people find you? On social media. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's like I can't. We, we always forget to put that. No, um, on I am social on. Media. I am strongly on uh, social media. I am heavily on Facebook and Instagram, but Facebook consumes eighty-five percent of my social media interaction. Um, it's just to me, it works. Um, yeah, it does. It does. Let's say, how much on social media? Like, what level of social media of Instagram are you? Are you the Ryan Reynolds? Uh, you know, I have to. You know, who is like funny as can be on on social media, posting every day. Or are you the person who posts like, you know, once I'm, in a while? I'm like James Gunn. I drop messages like I drop, I post like maybe ten or twelve things a day. See, I like I'm heavily, go, I have I follow Ryan Reynolds and and he just like makes me freaking yeah. laugh. James every Gunn is killing time. me right now. I, That's a story know, for another I, show. And <laughs> what I love about Ryan Reynolds' humor is like he would just say something. And it's like he's not even trying to be funny. It's effortless with him. Yeah. It's like it, a, it snark, a snarky humor. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this, I, I like this whole, him, but he, this whole manufactured beef that he's having with Hugh Jackman. Uh, uh, now, this this whole fake uh, pseudo beef they have is just hilarious. It is. Uh, it really yeah, is. It and is. it's like, <laughs> I think, um, you know, Dwayne DeRock Johnson and, and Kevin Hart did something similar, but I, yeah. I think Ryan yeah. Reynolds is a lot more subtle and funnier yeah 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 and of course i'm i'm a deadpool i'm a deadpool guy i'm looking forward I to love, it deadpool i love 3. deadpool uh i can't wait for part three yeah. i love the first one a lot the second one i enjoyed but it wasn't it wasn't the first one so i'm hoping the third one um they're able to really um reel it in yeah but i'm i'm, I'm kind of nervous because to me disney just i don't uh they just really i don't know what they're doing um it's about completely yeah, how are they gonna the handle last... a deadpool movie i don't think well, so they, don't still think they're not as bad will. as dc dc doesn't know what the hell they're doing so right. well that was before because dc didn't have an actual studio and they never had like someone like kevin foggy but peter saffron and uh james gunn i think they're gonna surprise you in the next couple of years except james I... gunn is like kevin foggy he is a library, and if you even hear Kevin Foggy mention James Gunn, they—I mean—they were about to groom James Gunn to be, like, I mean, he was going to have a really huge um, hand in Marvel. So the fact that Disney let him go—that um, was—that was a huge infinity stone for DC. Yeah, but did you, did you read just exactly how much cutting they're going to do with? Uh, with the Flash, with Ezra Miller's Flash movie, they've already uh, reportedly no. cut out um, some scenes involving Michael Keaton's uh, Batman and cut out. Uh, well, the reason, the, going, the reason why the reason why the reason why they're doing yeah. that is because they're going to reset the DC and yeah. they're going to kind of really but, have a plan this time. I um, I still I still think it's kinda... I'm still getting my uh Michael Keaton solo movie, right? Batman. Um I do think you're going <laughs> to see I do think he's going to get um a Batman Beyond. I do. Yeah. And no and he's still in the Flash. 
he is still going to be he, in he's it. Still they're in talking the about yes. they're talking about cutting the uh, cutting the footage uh, at the uh, at the end, whoops, which was uh, rather confusing for test audiences. Uh, it's yeah. as Chase was saying that they're going to go in a different direction. I just think it's too late. Um, I think the Marvel's thing, already. The only thing that I, that kind of really pissed me off with James Gunn so far is like he, I mean, he kind of hinted at a hardcore reboot by completely cutting off uh, Henry Cavill again. Poor guy. Um, yeah, he, he got, got screwed. Man, he, he got he screwed. Really got I'm Superman. I'm not Superman. I am Superman. He got poor Yeah, he got, I mean, and I, I don't think The Rock even got a fair share with uh, Black Adam, but I mean, didn't you come in and you're like, hey, we're rebooting it. Oh, yeah. well, maybe not. Maybe Shazam well, can stay. Maybe Wonder Woman. I, I'm like, hold on. What, it's what a are shit we doing? show. Well, yeah. yeah like so February 24th, you are you are coming up with the Indiegogo campaign for yep. a good girl's guide to murder. Yes. And you will Let's be sharing it. that all over uh I'm gonna be sharing Facebook. it all over social media. Submit India. it submit it to us. We will make okay. sure to uh uh you know, to share it okay. and on our show. And as far as and of course also when we our show gets completed in a few uh, uh, in a few days uh, from Anthony, please we'll send you the link. Please share it on social media. Oh, I'm going to share yes. it everywhere. I'm going to share. Thank it you. IG. All my social media. Much appreciated. Uh, Thank you, Chase. You're I'm going to awesome. share it on the group pages. See, gonna... Chase has got like t- like ten thousand followers. You know, he just uh, <laughs> cut to the Chase Productions has been going on since. What two thousand and eight? Well, the cut to the chase productions has been going on since two thousand and fifteen. My wife was like, "Hey, bonehead, get a business, get an LLC." I told you she's the person to like slap you in the back of your head, back of the head. No, no, she is. She is. Come on, you have to protect yourself, and and you know she. I mean, she is. She is definitely my my queen chest. She has definitely protected me and and really got me. There you go. There you go. I mean, I, I've never had somebody who really cared so much about, um, you know, um, making sure that I get, the, you know, the best. I mean, she she's I'm wonderful. I mean, I can't even put into words on how wonderful she has been. If she's um, that tough to make, they'll make sure you wear a cup next time. Uh, you know, that's uh, just to protect yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, because she she really acts more like my legal my legal um, my lawyer and stuff like uh, that. You know, make sure. Right. I mean, because you know she has a legal background. She's she's sure. very smart, cookie. All right. Well, thanks very much for uh, for joining us. Hey, thank you. Thank all you very much, fantastic. Chase. Appreciate you, your candor. This is a wonderful conversation. <laughs> yes. Hey, I know, right? Um, uh, you know, too bad Kevin, right. aka Thanos, cut kind of short, but no, I'm kidding. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. <laughs> yeah, Thanos has got us on a short leash. I'm kidding. I know. Oh, I might be out of existence. But it was a great conversation. We got to do this again. Absolutely. Oh, we will. Wait, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my, I'm gonna out. get my snap together. I got. Oh, uh, you already on. did. You, you're like, guys, we got to wrap it up. Come on, guys. <laughs> I'm gonna wipe you out of existence. Right. <laughs> yeah, Chase. Hey, you all just take let care. Us know when the you too, Chase. Comes out. <laughs>